Hey there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know, whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nawawai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, here we are, and I cannot think of a better place to be than in the midst of a moment of hope, which I gather you have a great moment of hope to share with us this this fine day. Am I wrong in guessing that's the case? No, you're not wrong. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a, it's a fun story. And you know, uh, it's again, one of my favorite kinds of stories. I, I've said this multiple times. It's about young people doing these remarkable things. And, uh, it, it just always like brightens my day instantly when I see these types of stories. So when I came across this one, of course, I had to share it. Uh, and this is, a, it's, it's a pretty cool one. This one comes to us from San Diego. Uh, I originally saw it on the Good News Network. So I'm sure we've probably all kind of dealt with this where we've misplaced something or lost something. And, you know, it's not a fun feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Having gone through it a few times, uh, it's definitely not fun. And uh, in this case, a lady actually lost her purse. Uh, She left it in the parking lot of a Ralph's superstore or grocery store. Uh, Lucky for her, though, a young 17-year-old kid named Adrian Rodriguez found the purse and decided not to turn it into the store, that he would take it one step further and actually go to the lady's address to hand deliver the purse to make sure that she actually got it. Unfortunately, uh, the owner of the purse, uh, Eliana Martin, was not at home when uh, Adrian actually uh, dropped off the purse. So he left it with one of her roommates, but he was caught on the ring camera, security camera that they had at the apartment. And so later that evening, when Eliana returned home, her and her roommate decided to watch the uh, ring camera footage. And they were both amazed at how young this kid was and that he took it upon himself to just go the extra mile and hand deliver this purse to them because you know it, it would have been very easy to just hand it into the Ralph's grocery store right i think that's probably what most people would end up doing you, you see like a wallet or an id or whatever you turn it into the store uh but to to go that extra mile and go out of your way uh presumably uh to hand deliver that it's pretty impressive he probably knew that this lady was really going to be missing this purse, right? That there's a lot of important documents in there and, you know, credit cards, things like that. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I just love the fact that he took it upon himself to, you know, uh, just make sure that she got her purse back. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, I'm realizing, I guess I, I do have a pessimistic side because anytime, you lose something of importance. I don't know. Like my mind would kind of be like, if you, if you lose a, a purse or something with, you know, items of value in it, you know, money, credit cards, 
Like my mind automatically goes to like worst case scenario. Uh, somebody's going to find it. They're going to take my money. Gonna They're going to go take my credit screen. cards. Yeah. They're going to, yeah. Like uh, I automatically think the worst, you know, I'm going to become a victim of identity theft. Like just all these things. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go to the DMV and get a, my license renewal, you know, yeah. replaced. <laughs> that's a valid actual fear too. And that's what sucks about losing something like a purse or wallet. It's right. always the biggest fear because it's such a, pain in the butt to, to replace like, deal everything. with all of that. And then yeah. there's the added insecurity or the added fear of like, well, someone potentially has my ID. They know where I live, you mm-hmm. know, and, and those kind of things. Like, yeah. uh, unfortunately, uh, there's always not going to be an Adrian to, to find your, your stuff. So I, I definitely get, uh, yeah, the, the anxiety around that. I, that was yeah. always one of my biggest fears is like losing my wallet. Cause I'm like, Oh <laughs> gosh, it just has everything yes. in it, you know? Yes. As someone who has lost their wallet a few times, I 110% (laughs) (laughs) know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good for that young man, you know, helping to um, eliminate those fears for someone in in making that special delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and that's, that's to me what makes it so more impactful is because you know he he recognized that he, this lady was probably freaking out about not having her purse so rather than hoping that she would realize she lost it at Ralph's and return there like he just like I'm just going to give it to her so you know she has it right mm-hmm. now uh which it was just pretty cool and you know the story doesn't end there though because uh Eliana and her roommate they were so impressed with Adrian uh being so young and taking upon himself to give this purse back they took to social media they created a GoFundMe page for him you know as, as a gesture of goodwill like hey you know this kid did something amazing like we should celebrate that uh, probably not really thinking that it was going to raise a bunch of money you know but it did end up raising a bunch of money as clearly it struck a chord with people. People were really impressed with what Adrian did and his GoFundMe campaign ended up raising $17,000, Wow! Uh, which is just amazing. And it just goes to show that, you know, people love acts of kindness, acts of good deeds. You know, it, they were so impressed by this young kid and, uh, rightfully so. I mean, it, it was a, it was definitely a a great thing to do. And of course, uh, Adrian was interviewed for for the story, and uh, he was pretty humble about it. He basically said, you know, that his mom just always told him since he was young to do the right thing when no one's around, and hmm. that clearly stuck with him. And in this case, he he knew that the right thing to do was to get this purse back to its owner as quickly as possible and that's what he did and in this case it paid off pretty darn good for him well yeah i'd say so <laughs> what's great about this so of course you know for adrian the money is amazing and you know and he clearly did it with zero expectations of a reward uh certainly not seventeen thousand dollars <laughs> like, i was gonna say i'm sure she didn't have seventeen thousand dollars no, in her purse no <laughs> But I I love that this is a story because, you know, hopefully this will continue to go viral and just uh, inspire other people to, hey, when you when you find someone's missing items, 
return it if you can, right? If, obviously, you know, we're not all going to be in the position of Adrian where we can go to someone's house and hand deliver something. But if, if you see like an ID in the street, like, you know, maybe turn it in to like the store, the local store you're at or, or what have you, man, because it's, it's stressful. It's stressful mm-hmm. for people who misplace things. And, you know, in this case, you, you just never know where your uh, acts of kindness will lead, right? Like what doors it might open. And, you know, in, in Adrian's case, like it opened a pretty, uh, pretty good one. <laughs> $17,000 worth is pretty remarkable yeah, i mean and that was just from you know following a a life lesson that his mom taught him like right. living his life with integrity like <laughs> that's that's a that's a good lesson regardless of you know what what happens but um yeah that's that's pretty cool good for him way to go adrian gold yes, stars definitely definitely <laughs> so uh, we'll have the link in our show notes, and it has the full video, so I, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, Adrian's definitely a, you can tell, like, he's a hes a humble young man, and uh, yeah, it, it fills my heart with, uh, with hope, you know, unbridled hope that young people like Adrian are out in the world, and yeah, they're, they're definitely going to make a difference, so it's encouraging. All right. Well, before we leave, you know, uh, we just spent some time talking about poor Eliana and how she lost her purse. Uh, I thought it might be fun for each of us to recount maybe a a time when uh, we were involved with uh, something that had been misplaced, uh, but was ultimately found. Uh, Do you have a story for us, Amy? You know, the first story that comes to mind was an instance where um, it wasn't wasn't me necessarily losing something, but um, was I got to be a part of the search party. We had spent the day at the beach and and uh, down at good old uh, Bolsa Chica uh, State Beach with the you know the the bonfire pit at the end of the night and. You know, you stay until, you know, the very last minute that you can before they come through and, and close everything up. Right. So it's the end of the night and and we're, we've had, you know, our full day in the sun. We roasted marshmallows and hot dogs and it was a good time. The fire is starting to slowly kind of, you know, burn out because we've used all of our firewood and we're packing things up and slowly starting to to get ready to start loading up the cars. And one of the guys in our group realized that his car keys were not where he had left them. And yeah, there's no worse thing (laughs) to lose at the beach than your car keys, especially if they're not on like a, a big keychain or lanyard or something that like you'll see sticking out out of the sand, you know, that's Yeah. That's almost like a needle in a haystack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you're thinking about everywhere he had been on the beach. Like he'd gone back and forth from the bathrooms and kind sure. of all over the place. You but know, could it be and, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Our whole group, you know, we, few people had flashlights. The rest of us were using our cell phone lights, you know, and we're like scouring the area, you know, kicking up the sand, trying to see what we can find. And um, some of the people at the, 
the fire pits next to us, you know, saw that we were all looking for something. And so they, you know, came over and asked us what was going on. And then they ended up joining in the search party. And um, so we had, you know, a whole bunch of people who weren't even a part of our group all out you know, hunting, scouring the the beach where we had been all day to try to find these keys. And it took a little while, but thanks to everyone's help, uh, the keys did turn up, which I thought was pretty miraculous (laughs) considering it was literally just like car keys and another key on a key ring. No, like keychain. No. Mm, So pretty small. Yeah. Yeah, It wasn't like it was a lot to look for. So, um, it, it, I, I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> and, uh, and thankfully we were able to find those keys. So it was quite a celebratory moment <laughs> when they were found. But, uh, yeah, so that was, that was, a, that was actually a fun, a fun night. It was a fun way to end the night too. And I was really, uh, really grateful and kind of, I don't know. It was one of those um, human reaffirming moments to see other people join in the search, you know, who didn't know us and but right. they were willing to help. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's definitely a cool thing. Uh, too, too bad you didn't run into one of those like beachcombers with like the metal detector. You know? <laughs> right. They, I don't think they come out at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> They they tend to be uh you know early, early morning, morning yeah. early morning people, uh, but yeah that definitely would have would have come in handy for <laughs> sure. So how about you? What uh, what situation have you had regarding losing things? My story definitely isn't as harrowing as yours. Uh, it certainly wasn't. The stakes weren't as large. It wasn't car keys <laughs> or anything like that. Although. You know, at the time, this this happened when I was a kid. At the time, it seemed pretty serious to me because uh, it involved something Uh-oh. that uh, I really, <laughs> I really wanted and desired so bad, badly. Mm. But so this was a uh, Christmas season. I, I believe it was. I, I want to say it was like eighty seven, eighty eight ish. I don't know, but GI Joe was like my life at that time, right? The the toy line. <laughs> and so there was a. Uh, <laughs> There was this particular toy line or toy set that came out that uh, season. It was called Sergeant Slaughter's Marauders. And if you weren't into G.I. Joe, I, I just, you know, let off a lot of gibberish to you. But <laughs> needless to say, it was something I really, really wanted. And my parents ended up getting it for me for Christmas that year, uh, unbeknownst to me. But when I actually opened all my presents that year was not under the tree <laughs> no Uh-oh. slaughter marauder you know and it was like the number one thing i wanted for christmas so i was really bummed you know it was kind of like the christmas story like the red rider you know bb gun <laughs> only it, this was not under the tree like or some hidden place was not uncovered later that day apparently my mom did purchase it for me like i said but she had misplaced it <laughs> she didn't couldn't remember uh, she hid it so well from me because she knew that i was going to snoop all over the place she hid it so well that she forgot where she put it oh uh, no so we we just uh, thought it was lost to you know the annals of time and it was one of those things that hey well you know it'll show up one day <laughs> well one day came like two christmases later oh no <laughs> When she was going through it, her hiding spot to get other guests, lo and behold, there was Slaughter's Marauder. So wow. 
I did end up opening them up on Christmas morning. It was just two years delayed. <laughs> Your mom's a really good hider. She, yeah, she was a really good hider. And uh, <laughs> I still, though, cherished them just as much. In a way, I loved them even more because they had this like funny story behind them now. It was just like <laughs> a lost Christmas gift that showed up yeah. two years later. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And we would love to connect with you between episodes on our Instagram. You can find us at AWO Hopes and tag us in any stories of hope that you find and want to share with us. Or even if you have your own experiences of hope and positivity, we'd love to hear about those as well. Also, if you know of Slaughter's Marauders, drop us a line because (laughs) I want to reminisce. (laughs) All one of you out there probably (laughs) hit me up with your G.I. Joe knowledge. You should, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely share that. You'll get a kick out of that, won't you? We would be kindred spirits for sure. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, with that, don't forget to spread a little bit of hope in your corner of the world. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Take care. We'll talk with you soon. Bye.